That is exactly yeah, that was exactly what it was. All right, so before we get started, um, for those of you wondering at the start of the show, uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, apologize for that. But um, welcome to the second episode of the Pond Hockey Podcast. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on this edition. Um, really just a busy week in hockey, just with the playoffs starting today, actually. Games are going on right now, and uh, the team that is in the city we're based off of. Um, really, just to start off, Penguins, I I have a really hard time. Oh I goodness. don't know what happened. This it, was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. I, I was watching, sitting watching the Chicago game, and you guys heard it from last week. You guys heard it from... From last week, yeah, when they, it was so painful when they had two games left in the in the year. It was so frustrating. They had Blackhawks and Blue Jackets, and what ended up happening? Well, I had friends go to the home game against the Blackhawks, and what did they do? They lost five two in the most humiliating, demoralizing, heart crushing, just every negative adjective you could throw at. At Penguins fans, and then to top it off, they were just dead, lifeless, and just had no response in the game against the Blue Jackets. I, I think that's a fair way to try and sum it up. Yeah, it was a pretty. It is a pretty fair way to sum it up because they had two very winnable games against the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets, and that Hawks game on Fan Appreciation Night, no less. Yeah, that fan was, appreciation night, how to destroy a fan base in one game. Yeah, I mean, they had a 16-year run with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and I think they're still going to stick around, but... I... Mm, I think Crosby... One leaves. I think Crosby is going to stick around, for I think sure. Malkin leaves, potentially. You think Malkin potentially leaves? Okay, I mean... I they look at potentially shopping him to a team. I'm not entirely sure because he signed that huge contract last summer. I know, I, mean, I know him and Latang both got huge extensions, but like I think one of them is getting shopped along with some other players who there's there's a list of four players in my mind who are on fans' crap list. Uh, let me just remember. I was bad at remembering the roster, so give me one second while I pull up the roster yeah. for the Penguins. Um, I know one right off the bat. That's Jeff Carter. Oh my! Yeah, he's on. He's on the crap list for uh, Penguins fans. Uh, Brian Dumoulin, yikes! He was I, terrible. And one of my buddies was um, really talking about this too. He was saying like Brian Dumoulin had probably his worst defensive season he's had probably in his entire career like he just no, ever yes yeah, he normally so anchors that defensive line with Chris Letang and just this year it wasn't there I don't know if he was spending a lot of time playing hurt or if he was just if it was just age I'm not entirely sure what was going on there because like last year all the way to like when he first started with the Penguins he's been the rock of that line and now the way Latang plays with the pinch style, with the offensive style, you just can't have two players just not playing defense, and that's part of the problem that they had all year. Yeah, those two were giant issues. And for me, these are personal ones. Uh, Petrie, yikes. Oh, that that trade's going to look really bad. And we talk, I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. That was, um, they dumped Jeff Petrie... Well, they got Jeff Petrie from the Habs, and, and they, they had to dump Matheson. John Marino and Mike Matheson. Wasn't, no, 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 no. Matt, uh, Marino went to... Yeah, Marino went to New Jersey, Pebbles. but they had to do it because they wouldn't have been able to afford the Petrie deal on the cap. Oh, so they yeah. dumped Marino as well because of that. Yeah. And it would... Oh, God. I think they needed a shakeup on defense, but that was not you needed to get younger, not significantly older. And I think that's really the story of this team is... They're just they they were the oldest team in the National Hockey League. Was it they them or was it the Caps? I thought it was one. It of was them. them. It was them. Yeah, ah, yeah. The Caps were like point three years yeah. younger. 
They were both over the age of 30. Yeah, like, I remember the Penguins being the oldest team. They they just have this style of play that they were so used to playing back when they were winning cups, when they were a playoff contender, when they were a cup contender, where they have this style where they're this fast team They won't that won't necessarily punch you in the face, but they're this fast team that will just beat you with their skill rather than bulldozing the bulldozing you like say like a Tampa Bay does where it's kind of a mix of both yeah. or the Islanders of years past. They would play this fast style of game, but the Penguins were just slow this year. And I think that was a big thing, especially with the faster teams in the Metro. They had like a point four win percentage against the Metro teams that made the postseason this year, which you can't. That's not a winning formula. You no. can't get in the playoffs doing that. You really can't. And I have, I have one more personal person. I think this is going to be the number one person you hear get shipped off the Penguins this year. Brian Rust. I yeah. He the Brian Rust stunk so much, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they just extended him this year, didn't they? Not or was it last? I year? I think it might have been two years ago. It was one or two years ago that he's been around, but I I'm think Brian Rust is probably going to be one of those changes that they make, just because they have to. They got to make some changes. I think most of the changes are going to come in the bottom six because the bottom six this year. Jeff Carter's gone, and that's a fact. Uh, I don't know how you move on from that contract. I guess you buy him out. Have to. You, you got to buy him out. I guess. He's not. Yeah. And the other thing that I go looking for if I were the Penguins. Try to bolster the defense core a little bit with youth if you can find it. I know it's easier said than done. But the other thing with the goaltending situation this year, with how much Tristan Jari was injured this year, Casey DeSmith being super inconsistent. Actually, both of them were. And then you had mm-hmm. to rely on Dustin Tokarski. That stretch where Tristan Jari was out, where they were relying on DeSmith and Tokarski, I think that's what got them in the end because they missed by what one point? No, like two points. I think it was because they lost more. both they games lost both somehow. Games. They got a point in the last game, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, fun fact: I just checked the Brian Rust contract situation. Um, this is year one of a six-year deal. How much is he making AAV? Five point one Ooh. million. Ooh. From now till twenty twenty-eight. I mean, it has the potential to get better. If you want to salvage that deal, put him with Crosby and Gensel, if you can. That's where he plays the best most of the time. Because like it's they had like this blender for the second line where they were trying to get guys in the bottom six going. It's like, hey, maybe we can put him with Gino. Maybe we can put him with Crosby. It was one of those things where, like, hey, this forward's really struggling at the bottom six. Let's give them top six minutes with a generational talent, see if they can get their production up. And normally it works with Sid, and it did work with Sid this year. But with Malkin this year, he's a bit on the older side. I don't know how much longer they can carry a team. And this isn't to say, like, they're bad players, because they're not. And they deserve the contracts they got with all the success. I think also the big issue is if you look at just... I guess if you look at just the baseline stats, the two guys you did... They really only had three guys doing heavy lifting. Well, I guess... Four, if you kind of count Raquel, which is like... He, I count Raquel. You did have a almost year. a 30-goal season. Yeah, he had a good year. But I outside of him. that, it was them. It was him, Gensel, Malkin, Crosby. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that is literally it. And I guess a little bit of Jason Zucker, but... Because he almost had 30-goal season as well. Yeah. So he had 27 goals. He was their most valuable player for, like, two months. And I don't blame him. He was good this season. For like, how his usual standards were, this is yeah. a good... It was a really good season, but, it like... probably his best season as a Penguin. But you look at stuff like, like, like we list all of the players. Brian Ross took a gigantic step backwards. Um, Jeff Carter was so bad this year. He was so bad this year. And that is going to continue to hurt them. And that's another player that... I'm going to do a quick search right now, see how bad that contract situation is. They can get themselves out of that. They have one year left for $3 million. They might just eat it. They're going to probably eat it. They probably should eat it, honestly. Because honestly, you just take that out for two years of a million, like two years of 1.5 or even three years of a million. You can. That's worth it. You can honestly. deal with that. You can easily deal with that. Yeah, I'd especially with a group like Fenway. They I'd end up, I'd end up just cutting it. I mean, because Carter, Carter was good for the first two years he was around. Just this year, his production went 
off of a cliff. And there's sometimes points where you have to just move on from players, and it helps spark your team. Yeah. I give a great example is uh, the Wild, the team I bet on winning the Cup this year, which we talked about the last episode at the very end. They got a lot better when they cut the two people that were the with the main guys on this team in Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. Yeah. Both of which were actually doing all right since they've gone. Ryan Suter's been a rock in the second line. I think the second line for the Stars. Normally second pairing, yes. Yeah, second pairing. Um, and Parise, actually, I think he's doing pretty solid with the Islanders. I, I think so, yeah. so yeah. The Islanders are in the playoffs. Hell, both of them are in the playoffs. So And... In turn, the the wild while they had to, they have to eat so much money. Oh, I yeah. think they're eating a total of six, six or seven million, six to eight for million. Both of them. Yeah, the, yeah, for six the next like for the four, next four years. years. That's that's a ton of cap hit, like swallowed. Yeah, but they got better. Oh yeah, because they found youth. And that's, they found youth. They got, and they even made smart signings as well. I think they kept what was it? They re-signed Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Or no, they already had him, and they re-signed someone. Joel Eriksson-Eck. They re-signed Joel Eriksson-Eck, which was an amazing decision, and that in turn, I think, really let the Wild build up with guys like Matt Boldy and others. I have nightmares of Matt Boldy scoring a hat trick against the Kraken, but. <laughs> the other guy with Minnesota that's helped him kind of break out this year was. Um, uh, Philip Gustafson, like the young oh goaltender. Goodness. And that's a thing that I think if the Penguins can do it, I think they can get back very easily with this next couple with these next couple of years with Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Gustafson was a weird one. To yeah, see. He was it like, was. He was like okay with the Sens, but then he got a change of scenery and now he's incredible. And yeah, even their was backup a, is Mark Andre Fleury. It was know, a Penguin himself. too. Was he really? Yeah, he was. Philip Gustafson was traded in that three-way deal of Reeves, Broussard, and I forget who else was in that Wait, deal. Re- Ryan Reeves. Yeah, it was the one that sent Derek Broussard to the Penguins in 2018. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I that was about that deal. One of the worst. That was probably one of the worst trades that, like in uh, a long time for the I Penguins. I guess that's true. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking all-around free agency, and I don't think of Jack Johnson, but we'll. we'll um. Yeah, <laughs> Penguins fancying Jack Johnson. The thing I will give. The Penguins a lot of credit for, and Fenway a lot of credit for, was when they missed the playoffs. They knew exactly what to do. Like they took no mm-hmm. time, less than twenty four hours, and this was great news. Brian Burke's gone. Ron Hextall, the GM, who was terrible in both of his stints with the Flyers and the Penguins. I don't see him being a GM anytime soon, ever again. Yeah. They also fired their assistant GM, Chris Pryor, who was a they reportedly... They fired Chris Pryor. Yeah, they should have. He was making a couple of the hockey decisions as well. Yeah. It just wasn't working. Like At the trade deadline, you need defensemen, like serviceable younger defensemen that maybe come at like a second, third round pick range. You only got Kulikov and Granlund out of it. Like you needed a lot more, especially when you're trying to push into the playoffs because by then Mm -hmm. since Christmas, it was just trending downhill and there was an obvious fix. Get a serviceable goalie behind Jari if slash when he goes down and try to get a defenseman to try to boost Latang's confidence and keep keep the fort held down. Especially for me, like I looked at it, like the Kulikov one was like whatever. Yeah, they could have done. That. It's, but, but I think it also hurts their case when you look at like some of the, like I forget what exactly they gave up for that trade for him in specific. But I look at like like the Coyotes got a twenty twenty six third for. Shane goes to spare. They could have easily they gotta, gotten they so much better. Like yeah. John Klingberg, yes, he was doing terrible with the Ducks. Don't get it twisted. But the Islanders only, I mean, uh, not the Island, the Wild got him for like a, just a fourth. And yeah. not even this year, next year. Yeah. You're telling, me the, you're telling me the Penguins couldn't offer up any of that. If they if they truly thought, because I, I sit and think, when I watched last year, when I watched last year and watched them play, I truthfully sat there and thought that was their last chance. That series against the Rangers, that was our last shot. And it's a series they could have won pretty easily, too, if you have a starting goaltender or even DeSmith at that point. You just, win that series. Just the moves they made, it didn't, it didn't feel like they were really upgrading more than no. reshuffling because I, I look at Mikel Granlin. 
he put up basically the same level of production with worse defense, mind you. Teddy yeah. Bluger is, I'm pretty sure, doing... Like he's like he's, one of their best penalty killers yeah. on Vegas. He's doing really good, and he, Teddy Bluger's a good player, and he has been for a long time. You basically downgrade in terms of quality for a guy like Miguel Grant, yeah. Miguel Grant, in my opinion. And Dmitry Kulikov pretty much offers nothing in terms of an upgrade. Whereas someone like John Klingberg going to the Wild, that's a huge guy you could use on like the power play. Yeah. And Even there's one guy. There's one guy who the Penguins could have got, and it was rumored for. It was rumored for like a month they could have get. I think if they did this deal, they'd be in the playoffs, but they'd be in trouble down the line. They were in on JT Miller for like a solid two weeks during the deadline. With JT Miller's point production later in the season, though, if you do that deal, I think you're in the playoffs. And you're in pretty comfortably. Because JT JT Miller is a good player. Like now, I don't know what the trade would have been. Like if it would have been too much. And, yeah. And I have two problems with that with that decision. Because at that point, you're sacrificing your defense. Yep. You are sacrificing your defense. JT Miller, I'm pretty sure by most metrics, was one of the worst defensive forwards this season. Oh, by by a long shot. And at least did, at the beginning of the season, he was. And at least just watching his attitude, it just would not have... Like, watching that has been like, we value, you know, actual star talent versus, you know, working together. That would have, I think, destroyed the locker room having a guy yeah. like him in. And I'm not saying J.C. Miller is a selfish player. That's a harsh thing to say, and I don't think that's true. What I do say is, he was getting frustrated at the situation he was in and lashing out at people around him. When he himself yeah. was also part of the problem. And I think it's a big thing about being a competitor because at the end of the day, all these players want to win. Yeah. But there comes a point where there's competitive versus toxic. And I will give JT Miller credit at the end of the year. Like, he started to put it together. He started to get... Started to seem like he was getting his feet under him a little bit more. His teammates started to, to seem a little more comfortable around him. Just with the peng- with the Penguins going back to them, I don't necessarily think this is the end of the line for them, but they got to do something. It'll be interesting because a rumor I'm seeing, and Penguins fans, you might want to keep your fingers crossed for this, and I'm torn here because I'm a fan of both teams here. If Toronto loses in the first round, it is very likely that Kyle Dubas gets fired as the general manager for the Maple Leafs. I personally think that is a huge mistake if they do that because of his drafting history. His drafting history is fantastic. But the Penguins and Fenway Sports Group are prepared to offer him a ton of money to be the GM. And honestly, if they can pull that off, I think that saves them. I think that saves time. If they decide to do a rebuild, that maybe turns like a four or five year rebuild into maybe a two year. Just yeah. off of his drafting ability alone. Like, the guy's incredible at they drafting. Go, yeah, they would go from being in a situation like the Canadians or the uh, Coyotes and maybe put themselves into a situation like, I guess the best way to describe it would be the Blue Jackets and... I'd say Detroit is in a good Sens. situation. Yeah. It's kind of the Sens, because, like... Or actually, no, I'd say, like, the Blue Jackets and the Sabres would be the best yeah. two examples. Because I think the Jackets, the the reason why the Jackets finish last is because they have a ton of good prospects, but all of them are like on the super young side, and their defensemen who take a little while longer. They also got really injured. If the blue if the Blue Jackets win the draft lottery and get Bedard, they could be a pretty scary team going imagine forward. Like they could be good Bedard for a with long Johnny time. Um, and the other one, imagine Bedard with Zegris and uh, who else is on the Ducks? No. Troy Terry, no. Troy Terry, yeah, like no. that. They'd be pretty wanna, good. I don't want to imagine that one. I don't want to imagine that. We played the Ducks like five times. No, I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> I'll make that. me actually depressed. Yeah, but you'd have McDavid and Bedard in the same division again. Don't. You mean to tell me that won't drive up revenues? Oh, the league it would. That desperately it would also it? drive my sanity out the window. Uh, yeah. And Elias Patterson. And Elias Patterson. Yeah, I'd rather not see the boogeyman. Him there. Hey, at least your boogeyman is just one man. Uh, mine is uh, an entire phenomenon. That is true. But so, it's just such a rough year. And it's so, like I said, it's just so frustrating at the end of the day because yeah. it's like they really just shot themselves in the foot. 
And, like, consistently. They consistently did it. It wasn't just, like, a one-off thing. Like, hey, we aren't doing so great against uh, against these good teams and, you like, blowing leads is a one-off. They would consistently blow two to three goal leads, give mm-hmm. up goals at the end of periods, and when they were were going up against a team that was better or on the same level as them, it just felt like the Penguins were one step behind the entire game. It didn't necessarily feel like they were completely out of it the whole time, but it just felt like there was this lack of push that just couldn't get it done. And I don't know if that's just an old team problem or if it's a Mike Sullivan problem. I don't think it's a Mike Sullivan problem. I, I think, think it's so, an yeah. age problem because this is this goes around with decisions being made with the Penguins. If they let go of Mike Sullivan... That would be a bad mistake. I think in that's my mind. a mistake, man. That's a terrible mistake in my mind. Especially because the biggest this is something we'll definitely address in the offseason, but I just want to highlight this point. Uh the way coaching is done in the NHL, I think personally sucks. Oh yeah. In my that's mind. Terrible. Because you have people like Daryl Sutter, uh Dallas Akins, who how is he how does he have a job? Oh, uh, he got fired. Did he? Yeah. He got fired. Daryl Sutter didn't somehow. I don't know how that works. Yeah, those out. two Mike Babcock stayed around for a while. Bruce Boudreaux. Actually, I feel bad for his time in Vancouver, but he's always just been someone like he gets shuffled around or Rick Bonus. I think it's his name. Rick Bonus still has a coaching job. He's he coaches the Jets Winnipeg. Now. Yeah. yeah. And I said that was he, a mistake. I don't think he's that bad of a coach. I said that though. was a mistake though. Yeah, I mean but with the Jets situation though, because like in the offseason they were having a ton of locker room problems, like Blake Wheeler got stripped of the captaincy. So like I don't necessarily mind it because the Jets made the playoffs. Granted, they had a big free fall from like December all the way to now oh, to so the point bad. where they're like the first wild card. No, not even the first wild we're card. The they were the last team. Card. Yeah, they were they're the last, last team in. The last we team. got in before them. Seattle yeah. got in before them. But I want to highlight this last point about the Penguins, and it was watching their last ten games. And I highlight this because you just see like the level of inconsistency and frustration. They had a 4-3 win against the Caps. And I remember watching that game. It was ugly. It was oh, yeah. ugly and painful. Then they lost 7-4 to the Red Wings. They, a, they got a 7-bomb on their head by the Red Wings. And the Red Wings were having a rough time scoring through half the season. Yeah, they couldn't score. By the end of the year, they couldn't buy a win. It, it, like Even if they wanted to win, they, they couldn't. Then I think they made the mistake of tr- dropping Vrana, but that was whatever. Then they oh, win 2 yeah. nothing against the Preds. That was a huge win. They needed that game. And I'll give them that. That was a good game. They had a 4-3 loss against the Bruins. That's tough, but the Bruins are really good. Yeah, but so you could have salvaged a point out of that. They could have salvaged a point because they were tied with them with like a minute and a half left, and they yeah. coughed that one up. And that, point, that was frustrating. Those points matter, those man. Points those blown matter. leads, if you don't blow like two of those games, mm-hmm. you're probably playing Carolina right now instead of the Islanders. Like Probably. You could – Penguins – could easily be in the playoffs right now and by a comfortable margin. Yeah, the last five were the main frustrations here. I'll, yeah. I'll go quickly. 5-1 loss to the Devils and a must-win game. I know the Devils are really good, and they were going for big things as well. You get blown out. And I'm if I'm, I'm going to double-check the facts. They they just, by the third period, they were they down 4-0. Nothing. They just never got a chance to get in there. Then they, ha- they, do, they go from that to beating the Wild 4-1. Which was one of their best That was one of their best wins all, all year. year. Then they go right after that and fall with a 5-1 win against the Red Wings, getting revenge on that last game. Another and, great performance. They look amazing. Are, and those aren't bad teams. I know the Red Wings were frustrating to watch all year, but they aren't a bad team. No, they're not. They're a young, upcoming team. Like I, They could easily make the playoffs next year. But then you go and follow those up with the Blackhawks, who uh, are one of the worst teams to watch in any facet. I think people would have rather watched the Ducks or the Yotes. Over that team, or truthfully. another sport in general, yes. like they were terrible, and it and, wasn't just oh they were terrible goodness. because they had a lot of young guys. They were terrible because they were just not even trying most of the time. No. Once they got rid of Kane, they were like, "All right, time to pack up shop. We're done. We're time done to here." Clean house. Connor Bedard, uh, come get go. us! But with that win, even with the Blackhawks, and that's the thing that surprised me: the Blackhawks gain nothing by winning that game. They lose, like, 12% chance at Connor Bedard for a meaningless win against the Penguins. 
See, the Penguins, it wasn't meaningless, but to the Hawks, it's like, if you lose that game, yeah, whatever, we don't and care. I get it, because, like, no team, as much as we all joke about it, no team, at least in my mind, openly tries to tank. Oh, oh, the 2014-2015 Sabres and even, Oilers yeah. would like a word. I know. But to most times, unless your name is the Philadelphia 76ers, Trust the process. Trust the process. I know that. <laughs> That's my basketball <clears throat> team you're talking about. Most teams <laughs> don't openly try to tank, even if they look so bad to the point where it makes no sense the, what they're doing. Yeah. And you could say, oh, that's still technically tanking, but it's like they have, they have what they consider a foundation that they want to build on. Yeah. If that means it's going to be a rough year and they might not win a lot of games, yes, but that's not tanking in my mind. Tanking is like you strip everything down and you are trying to blatantly lose games. Like, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. Like when when the Le- when the Leafs blew it up and they got Matthews, it was yeah. No, they, they were, were bad. Openly, but they it wasn't like openly, they were openly trying to lose. Oh games. yeah, they were in 2014. You, you'd have to look it up. The amount of trades the Leafs made in 2014, they were going for McDavid too, but they just weren't too mm. far down the standings. You think they they, you think they, they sold so bad that literally the very next year they were like they were god awful. Mm. Like it it was really bad. And for those years, I don't think like. If you're going to be bad, you know, if there's a good player that comes out of the end of it, I don't really mind it. I don't. I mean, let the fans know ahead of time. Because, like, a lot of teams, what they do now is, like, if their season isn't really going all that well, they'll lower the ticket prices. They'll send a message out to season ticket holders, like, hey, this year isn't going exactly how we planned. Here's, like, a package of games for free or something like that. Like, you don't get charged for these. And, ironically, the Penguins did it earlier this year, which was really Mm -hmm. weird. The Canucks did it earlier this year. I think the Blackhawks did it, too. I'm sure they had to with how much crap has been on there. So, like, I don't necessarily think teams blatantly say, let's go out there and lose 8-1, to one, go yeah. dumpster diving, all of you are going to be out of the job when we get good, just like just do it for the good of the franchise. I don't think that happens, but I do think there are shenanigans that go on where they're just like, oh yeah, we're going to go out there and ice a pseudo-AHL team. We're trying to win. Don't pay any attention to us selling everything we have for first and second round picks. I guess that's sort of true. Yeah. But like, I, guess, I don't know. I it think happens there's a line sports. to it. Yeah, there is a line to it for sure. Like it, It's not like teams are putting pucks in the back of their own net unless your name's Radko Gudis. However, it's... Oh, God. Do we do we even start with the playoffs right we now? Can, Actually, wait. Yeah. Let's do a quick check. Survey says, how are the games going? Oh, it's 3-1 Boston. Shocking. My God. How's the Islanders game? Uh, 2-1 Carolina with about 10 minutes in the third. That's, that's not, a game. That's, that's about what I was expecting. Yeah, we can we can go into our uh, playoff picks if if you want to do that. We also had the uh, for a quick reminder everybody uh, the Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars are starting in four minutes on ESPN two and I can't see that other broadcast. Other one's probably at ten. SN three something. Sportsnet three. Sportsnet three. I think yeah. So yeah, that's L.A. and wow, L.A. and Edmonton's on the night. Yep, they're I, at ten o'clock at on ESPN, CBC, and yeah. probably Root. No, no, nah, it's like nationally Root. televised. A yeah. lot of people, unless you live in Seattle, which I know there are a couple of you because I saw the analytics. Like you guys, you guys are crazy. By the way, like absolutely crazy. Oh yeah, but we can get into the playoff picks and the series. I want to start out with in terms of predictions. I think the most underrated series, because it's in the Western Conference, is Edmonton versus L.A. Because these think that's two be teams, a surprisingly good series. These two teams, even last year, are just crazy competitive with each other. Like they straight up do not like each other at they all. They played last year, right? Yeah, they did. That was I forget. Did it go six or seven? It went seven and went like seven. a close seven. Yeah, McDavid scored one of the best playoff goals I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my entire life. I remember that, but. That game was a close seven. It was gritty. It was skill. It was crazy. It was a fun series. Um, the only thing that L.A. didn't have last year that they do this year 
is Drew Doughty is in the series this year. Oh, so yeah, that's true. personally, I think history is going to repeat itself. I have Edmonton winning it in seven, just because the Kings have a little bit of a shaky situation in goal, but so does Edmonton, like always, except Stuart Skinner. He's okay. He's de- he's he's had a decent year. They did try to fix the issue. Yeah, got to credit the Kings for that. I got. I got Edmonton in seven just because I. this isn't a bet against the L.A. Kings. It's a bet six. for Connor McDavid. I think Edmonton wins it in seven. I think I have, I have him in six. Yeah. But I think that I could see it easily going seven. If, yeah. If they get Corpus Allo from Columbus, like, good, like, like, playoff, like, a few playoff years Columbus. If he gets going, yeah. They could easily get that because the second you have to rely on Phoenix Copley, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's highlight the other series. Um, big one. I guess let's let's start with the let's start with the Islanders one. Go this Islanders is gonna be one? this is gonna be a nasty series. I feel like. Oh I feel like yeah. Not, I feel like these two teams are gonna get super chippy. Yeah, I just because the the way the Islanders play, I know Barry Trotz isn't there anymore, but the Islanders just play playoff hockey. That's what they do. They I mean, you. I know they're losing right now two to one, but I don't think that's going to be an indicator of how this series goes. Th- this one's another one I could see going either way. Um, I think the big X factor for the Canes is going to be Andrei Svechnikov is out for the entire playoff run mm-hmm. to a torn ACL. That one I think once the series keeps going, the Canes are going to feel that lack of skill. Even though the Islanders' power play is god-awful. They're like 30th in the league or something. <laughs> I still think that the Islanders are going to scrape the series win in seven games just because the Islanders have the experience, they have that push. They, it's their first time making the playoffs in a while. They have Barzell back. They have Bo Horvat now. I think they're going to end up winning it in seven, but it's another one where I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way in seven. The goalie situation is definitely going to be weird. I oh, will yeah. say that. Because currently, from what I checked, they are running out Anti-Ranta, uh-huh. Anti-Ranta for game one. And he's doing well. He's got he's made twenty he's made twenty two saves on twenty three shots. Although Sor- Soroka's getting shelled, by the way, he has Soroka's he's had thirty five shots. Yeah, they they're getting outshot by twelve or twelve. Yeah, twelve. They're getting outshot yeah. by twelve. Uh, it's a third period. Like they're getting outshot by a lot. And Islanders still hockey, it. baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean credit to um the one thing that's helped them a lot is that I think when. Sveshikov went down. They got help with, you know, Aho still being Aho. Nietzsche is an incredible player. So I think he's one of the most least talked about players in the league. Yeah. And it's that's criminal. Um, and Brett Burns. Who's uh, had an incredible uh, year back. this year. Absolute bounce back from leaving the Sharks. He needed yeah. that because he, he's probably been, I'm dead serious, I think he's been their best defender. He's been one of them, if not their best one. That He's a very good power play quarterback. Like like I said, I think the series can go either way. It just really depends on which team breaks first or if the Islanders' just lack of skill this year gets to them. This is why you pay for Bo, Bo, yeah. Bo Horvath. I'm so bad yeah. at names right now. <laughs> It's, it's fine. I had a rough and start to the show too. That's why you have right. Bo Horvat and Pierre, like you got Pierre Engvall for depth, and like you have talent in Brock Nelson and John Gabriel yeah. Pajot. Actually, how's he doing? He, not as great as I was. He, he's a depth guy now. He's a little bit older, but he's a yeah. he's a solid depth guy. I would say. No. He's got the experience, and that that matters at this time. And of you year. obviously Barzal and stuff like that. Like you got guys like that who are like guys you consistently rely on, and Noah Dobson is your main power yeah. play guy. So. Like on the defense, so having guys like that, I think help. Yeah, and I think it's gonna that series might be probably one. It feels like it might be boring, but I feel like that's gonna be a very chippy and fun series. Yeah, I think it's gonna be chippy. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be pretty nasty. Um, the other series in the East that's going to be, I think, just incredible. Two teams that. Just hate each other, from what I understand. They just hate each other. The it is the, the Devils the yep, yep, and the yep. Rangers. They oh absolutely God. cannot stand each other. Two teams that are just incredibly all in, and they went all in at the deadline. The Rangers getting Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, 
I, a lot of Rangers fans have a lot of excitement, and I think that's warranted. Like, you guys are a good team. You made the conference finals last year. Like, hell, like, how could you not be excited? But the additions of Kane and Tarasenko, Kane has not really wowed me just because, well, first of all, he's injured. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Like, the good news is you guys didn't give up a lot to get him. But I wouldn't base your excitement of your team off of what you got at the deadline. I would base it on what was there already. You got Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, like Igor Shesterkin, like one of the best goalies in the league. The guy's insane. Like, you guys have a very good team. Also, they got like think, underrated depth as well. I mean, Kako's finally getting better. Lafreniere yeah. is starting to step up. Yeah, but Keandre Miller. I, Keandre oh Miller. My is goodness, like he doesn't score guy. a lot, but what he does, it's like it's like those kind of things you see on highlight reels. Oh it's yeah, insane. all of his goals are incredible. Um, on the Devil side, like they they have had a fantastic been? year this year. Let's see what Meyer been since he gone there. Timo Myers, Timo Myers had a really good year. The guy who's been absolutely incredible for the Devils is Jack Hughes. Talk oh, about a breakout knows. season. Breaks the franchise record for most points in a season. Like the guy has been absolutely insane. Not the most was it Scott Niedermeyer? It was uh Patrick Eliash. Oh my goodness. With I think 96 and I think that Hughes finished with 98 he has points 99. or something like that. Yeah, 99. He got close to 100. And he even missed, he missed four games. Yeah, so he, he was really, really good this year. Um, goaltending was surprisingly good this year. Vitek Vanacek came, <laughs> coming out of nowhere with a like, coming over from the Caps out of nowhere, putting up really good numbers. Like, I think this Devils team can surprise a lot of people in the future. Oh, yeah. However... I this team, on long term, this team reminds me a lot of the 2018 Leafs where you have a lot of young talent who like just broke out. You're getting ready to come like come to form, start to like give a little pushback to a juggernaut in the in the conference who's been there, been established. With that, that's why I'm picking the Rangers in 7 in this one just cuz the Rangers had like last year's experience to have just that little bit more depth and that little bit more solid goaltending is that's what I, I think pushes that. him over. I'm willing to believe in the magic. I got devils in six. I yeah. think and I I think a lot of what's made the Rangers great is gonna go silent on them, especially on the depth side. They're gonna I, go yeah. silent. Like especially because they're banking on really really young players, you know, Capco Kako uh, Lafreniere, uh, Scheidel, Phil Scheidel, Keedle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird name to pronounce. <laughs> I know. We're. I'll, I'll get better with this as a year old. Oh yeah. Hockey fans, please don't, don't, don't shoot me. I promise. Don't, don't crucify <laughs> me, man. <laughs> don't crucify me. Uh, Rangers fans might do that to you though. Crucifixion. Uh, <laughs> if you get a Toronto name wrong, I'm, I'm jumping across this desk too, and smacking you myself. Too good old. Uh, <laughs> especially it's weird because like. You got two very polarizing owners in this series. Okay. You have Josh Harris for the for the Devils, who <laughs> is making headlines right now because he's about to buy Washington, the Commanders. I yes. think he already did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, like he already six did. Million. How that man has that money, I have no idea. Chump change, it's chump change. It's like an investor, uh, and then you have James Dolan, who is uh, the. I think Rangers fans know how much he makes headlines. Usually it's for uh, the Knicks, yeah. but he's actually but he's actually actually a good owner for the Rangers. He's Which is decent. wild because you know why he's a good owner because he he's so involved in the Knicks he doesn't yeah. touch the Rangers. <laughs> Stay involved with the Knicks. Don't come over here Don't and to touch hockey. the Rangers. If you come to hockey, the Rangers will go sink right down Let's to go. the bottom. <laughs> like nah, but yeah, the, I think the Rangers are, will be a good team for a lot of time to come. Um, I, I guess let's quickly glance over the other. Eastern series that I think we'll... Yeah, let's we, go over we, the we other two ones. Let's, let's go over the one that's like... We, I mean, a lot of people think it's a foregone conclusion. Boston ruins, and Florida. Yeah. Well, just given the fact it's 3-1 right now, they're huh. banking on Lyon being their goalie. They're getting swept. I'm standing Dude, by that. how are you going to score on a damn Lion? How are you going to do that? How are you going to score on a Lion? Um, what is the funniest part about this game? Bergeron's yeah. out. Yeah, I know. They one, have of the best, one of the best offensive players is out, and they're winning 3-1. Yeah, because the Bruins had a stomach bug go around their locker room. But, like, dude, they have a lion in net. How are the... Wait, I think the Bruins might actually be unbeatable if they're scoring on a lion. Yeah. 
Like what? They're scoring on a Good a old. literal lion. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm kidding. It's not, <laughs> it's not a funny joke. It's not a funny joke. And, Don't laugh. And who has the one goal for Florida? Let's take a guess. Matthew Drum roll, please. Yes. Yeah, got it right. And I didn't even see the game. Why? Because he's basically the only person in Florida actually doing something. The reason even why they there struggled this year for yeah. his usual standards. He has struggled. Yeah, but it's because he missed time. So I give I give him somewhat. But like the rest, of the offense. My goodness, Just they all took there. a step backwards. Not they all there. took a step backwards. Anthony Duclair, backwards. Anton Lindell, backwards. Sam Reinhart, backwards. He was all right. He stayed, yeah, about, the, he right. stayed about the same. Uh, you know what that is? That's the Paul Maurice effect, baby. Yeah, the old <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Maurice hockey. Paul Maurice. They're going to punch him in the face and not score the any goals ever. The only player who took a step forward this year was Carter Verhage. He had a 40 oh, yeah, he had 40 goals. He was great. He was the only guy. That's yeah. it. Uh, Everybody that, else, gigantic step backwards. And that is frustrating to watch. Yeah. Especially because that trade's just not worked out on either side, which is ironic. Like, it I get Kachuk's good. Kachuk's like, been good. not helping the Panthers like, yeah. entirely. And the Flames deal, we can talk about that during the offseason, but that might be the ugliest <laughs> moves that nobody saw coming. We but. can get into the Flames for a little bit if you want to, because there, there's been some recent news in there. We can talk about the straight, because it, it, it engulfs Florida in this, too. Personally, I think Florida won the trade because they got the better player. I know they yeah. gave up more, but they got the better player, because Kachuk put up... Didn't he put up over 100 points this year? put up 100 year? points this yeah. year. And they did make the playoffs, and they so made I the give playoffs. credits, but it's like... And they have the season where it's like, he was there, he was like the yeah. headliner, and then the rest of the team just kind of like yeah. fell backwards. And to me, the Panthers would have a chance in the playoffs against any other team if they weren't playing the Bruins. I think they'd have I think they'd have a decent chance against just, any other team. I can maybe except agree, the Bruins. but it's just like they just don't. They just never really look good. And I get maybe part of the problem was that the goaltending was a hot mess this yeah. season. How bad was Knight this year? Uh, Bobro- Knight's been injured. Knight's Bobrovsky been injured. Bobrovsky has, has been Bobrovsky. Terrible. Uh, how bad? Let's look. Nine oh one. Yeah, no, that's all I need but to know. But my, my question to the Panthers is, you have the goalie that beat the 62-win Tampa Bay Lightning, and you're not playing him against the Bruins, who won 65 games? Like, dude, history's looking at you right in the face. Play Bobrovsky. Just play him. What do you have to lose? Like, oh, you might get bounced in four. Like, okay, everyone already thinks you're going to get bounced in four. four. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have you getting bounced in five because, like, to me, predicting sweeps, I I just don't. I don't really see it, but Um, I definitely think the Bruins are going to dominate. I think the Panthers steal one game on home ice, but that's about it. But, yeah. yeah, I guess let's get to the last... Uh, or actually, should we save that to the S- end? Save that one to the end. Save, save that, that one. To the I guess end. let's let's cover the other two. Let's just quickly touch Vegas for like a minute or two. That's, that series is going to be bad. Yeah, gonna it's going to be low. You scoring. have them in five. I have them also getting swept in four because Winnipeg. I watched them play. Their defense was atrocious, and personally, this is a personal opinion. Nashville or Calgary should have been there instead of them. They were so yeah. garbage this year. They just and choked. Genuinely, yeah. If Nashville didn't choke. They should have. Calgary didn't choke. Yeah, I think Nashville was a far better team in my mind. Oh, you and me both. But you, you, Calgary could have easily made it. They choked. But Calgary probably should the Jets have made did it. Not be, do not belong there, and I'm going to stand yeah. by that. Well, the Jets. The reason why they're there is because in the beginning of the season they were first in the West for like a solid month, and then once Christmas hit, it's a similar trend with the Penguins where they just went crashing down. The only thing that saved the Jets were they were a ton of points ahead, yeah, they and had a then at a certain start. point they were very not. So with me with this series. I think there. the Jets are going to end up winning two games because Connor Hellebuck no is an chance. actual monster, and playing in front of that Winnipeg crowd is crazy. I have I Vegas at six, but the games that Vegas win, they're going to win by a comfortable a margin. I think I got Vegas in six, but uh, I do see Winnipeg stealing two games. I can see that's fair. Now we got we got an exciting series. In fact, I think it just started. I think it just started like a few minutes ago. The uh, the wild and star that I think should have started. Oh, it hasn't started yet. Uh, yeah. Puck drop in the NHL. If it says nine thirty, that means like nine forty-five. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair. But yeah, though that game that that series is gonna be incredible. Oh yeah. If that game doesn't go, if that series doesn't go to seven, I will be sad because I think those two are gonna be 
probably the best series to watch in the entirety of the playoffs, I think. Ooh, I think it de- I think it depends on what matchups we get in the second round. I could for, see that. For the good Let me rephrase it. I think it'll be easily the best matchup in the first round. I but think I think it'll be, it'll be a top three matchup in the entire yeah. the, of the playoffs. I think it'll be one of the best ones. Um with Minnesota they have a lot of, they have a lot of good firepower. The thing that concerns me about them is they don't have Joel Erickson Eck right now. Oh yeah. That's, that's a big problem. Oh, Klingberg to me. and Sunfist are also um, out. Yeah, that, oh that's, my goodness. that's a bit of an issue. A decent Minnesota, Minnesota's a well-balanced team, though. They're getting good goaltending from Gustafson. They have a pretty good defensive core. they got guys that can score when you need them to. That being said, Dallas has a lot of Dallas has a lot of the same things that Minnesota has. They have a star, they have a star forward in Jason Robertson. They have two of their old core in Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. They have Meryl Heiskanen, who bounced back in a was way. incredible this Heiskanen, year. Oh my goodness! And let's not forget my boy, who straight up won me my fantasy league this year, Jake Ottinger. If he put if he puts up a performance like he did against Calgary, um, the Western Conference is screwed. You know what? Just also, in general, I think you forgot one name in there. I think will I think be a huge impact for them making a deep run. Joe Pavelski. Yep. He is. He, he just doesn't age. He doesn't. He doesn't he's age. great. He he is insane. Yeah, but the if, fact that he is. Wow, is he? He is current. He's thirty eight, and he had a yeah. seventy seven point. He almost had a thirty goal season at thirty eight. That's that's insane. Man's gonna play in delays. Probably like forty two. He he's still got it. Well. But like with Dallas, for me, I think if Jake Ottinger catches fire and they if they They're get good. past Minnesota. I think they, can, I think they can make a deep push. I really do. Like I, I, see it. I can't bet against Jake Ottinger. He had a pretty much robotic season this year again. So, I, I think I got Dallas winning it in seven because I think Minnesota will play Dallas very tight because they're a physical team, they're a fast team, they can score. But I have Dallas winning in seven just because of how automatic uh, Jake Ottinger can be. Like we saw it last year, he's he's insane. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be so excited for that. Yeah. And then let's get to the last two. I guess let's do mine first because there's a lot less expectations on Seattle. We oh, yeah. You guys are playing with house money right playing now. Playing with house money. There's a lot on the line. Although, we also finished with 100 points this season. I'm impressed with we did You guys that. were great this year. A lot of good um, depth scoring. But that scares me. I kind of wish it wasn't. Well, actually, I think we got best case scenario. The three teams that were fighting for first, I think we got best case scenario. I think you did too, considering Landis Cog is going to be out. Landis Cog is going to be out. They have a ton of pressure on them because they're, you know, title defense. Yeah. I guess the team with nothing to lose. We have we have nothing to lose. And imagine how crazy it'd be if Phil Grubauer sticks it to his own team. He oh, decides yeah. to catch fire now after being terrible all year long. If you were to catch fire now and play great, that would catch everybody off by surprise. Oh, yeah, and it would catch me by surprise, too, because like I think Colorado's experience is going to end up pushing them over. Like Nathan McKinnon's a really good player. Kale McCarr is still a monster. They, they've gotten good goaltending out of Alex Georgiev. Except I think Seattle's going to give them a pretty good fight. I really I do. Give it a lot. They have a lot of good depth scoring. I think their goaltending will end up figuring it out. I think they're going to end up winning two games, especially one at home. You've got to get one at home. That crowd is going to be absolutely incredible. Two. I can see this. I can see the series going seven if Seattle's depth scoring shows up, especially with how well like the sports has been in Seattle. Oh yeah, with the Mariners breaking their drought last year, the Seahawks somehow bouncing back all the way. Because I'm a Seahawks fan, like going from like team that was supposed to be tanking and only win three games a season to somehow making the playoffs with Geno Smith and Geno, which is yeah wild. But like with that, with that much money, like house money running at them, with how much I think the city's going to be backing them, that place is going to be going absolutely insane for the game against the Avs. Like, and I, I am a numb nuts who drinks the Kool Aid. <laughs> uh, I am a personal believer that the amount of depth sco- depth scoring we have, if Adam Larson does not play like a pile of garbage on the first pair. Which he actually has not the last month and a half. He's actually been good the last month and a half. With Vince Dunn, we get that. I am a firm believer we take this series, and I am not even saying seven. I'm saying six. Wow. Take it at six. Wow. I think Georgiev is so unbelievably overrated. 
Their defense also has not looked great down the stretch. Yeah, but they've been without Makar for the majority of that stretch. Like, I, I can see this series. Like, there's so so many of these matchups, to me, could go either way. That's a joy I have you. Colorado winning in six because they're getting Makar back. McKinnon's still great. They're the defending oh, yeah. champs for a reason. I have them in six, but it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle gave them a fight or just straight up beat them. Like, I think this series could go either way, but I do have Colorado in six. That's fair. Now, now. ladies and gentlemen, uh, the moment you have been waiting for. Let's let's highlight a uh, let's about. let's highlight a tweet first. Oh, oh no! Let's oh, highlight no. a tweet. <laughs> so I first said at this. I said after you put the tweet out, I said place your bets on how wrong both of our playoff brackets are going to look before playoffs begin. Everybody's going to wild with us for our predictions now. So. Ladies and gentlemen, the tweet is, what stupid thing is Jimmy going to say about the Maple Leafs tonight? Take All right, time to drink the stupid juice. All right, let me <laughs> let me just get let me get hydrated really quick with the stupid juice. Hang on. All right, all right. Juice. Okay, so I'm going to say this with my chest. I'm going to say it with my chest. Leafs in six. Let me explain. <laughs> so, okay, I'm... I, I'm getting tired of this narrative that we can't get past the first round, that we're just perennial chokers, that we can't do it. I've been hearing it all year, and I know that everyone's going to be texting me like, oh, Tampa's going to beat you in seven. You guys are going to choke like you always do. Here's the thing, though. I think the Leafs have so much riding on this run, and they know they have so much riding on this run. They had Tampa beat last year. They did. They really did. It was a mix of just young players, like stupid mistakes. Like, in the playoffs, you can't give the officials anything to look at because they're going to call it. And that goes for everyone in this entire playoff. Now, do I think Tampa has a shot at winning? Of course they do. They've made it to three straight finals. But this year, there's just something about Tampa... They've played a ton of hockey games in the last three years. They remind me of the Penguins of 2018. They are not a bad team. They're not a slow team. They're not an unskilled team. They're still very good. They still have a lot going for them. I just think it's going to be a case of just them running out of gas to a team that, let's be real here, hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last even five years. Like They haven't won a playoff series since 2004. They've probably played the least amount of hockey of any cup contender, like in this oh, entire yeah. bracket. Well, I mean, oh, uh, they they played. Maybe argue the wild, but that's in about it. the last five years. Like what? So it was seven games four times. So that's twenty eight, and then five games against Tampa. They've played thirty three playoff games in five years. So you got guys that are rested. You got guys that are hungry. And Matthews and Marner. You know what this means for Dubis if you guys lose this series. I think the Leafs will win it in six. You could even throw Keith onto the chopping block as well. Oh, like Keith! It yeah. has to be because like, Dubas goes with how well he's been. Because they're staking, they're staking everything on this. Yeah, you know this better than I do. Oh yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't do it last year. I think they didn't do it last year just because of how tight the series was. I think this year is going to be a different story. It's going to be a similar situation where they walk into Tampa and they're going to be dealing with like the overtime pressure like hey you need you better win this in six because if you go home to seven then the scary boogeyman of game seven is going to come back to you yeah i just see him winning in six i think they're going to get an overtime winner in game six and that'll be it i'm also a firm believer in six and my reasoning is this i've watched the lightning play a decent bit and my god um I'm gonna I'm gonna say this with chest, and this is this is my opinion, not yours. The Lightning this year are bad at hockey. Oh, <laughs> I'm willing oh, to admit oh, that. Oh my! Oh, I'm willing to admit that. Here's my reasoning, dude. Here's if you reasoning. jinx my team, I swear. I'm not. I'm not saying because I think they're gonna <laughs> run it. I've watched the Lightning play this season. They've been painful to watch. The depth on their the depth that they usually have. Is not there, and it's accurate to 2018. How you describe the Penguins? They win cups. They are amazing. They're they're filled with depth. They're talented. Their star players are amazing. This year, you got your stars that are great, but you have stars who have taken a step back. Mikhail Sergachev only had 10 goals, but he's still solid. Victor Hedman took a giant step back. A lot of the depth after that, not really there. 
in my mind. Really not there. Corey Perry, Anthony Sorelli, he missed a long chunk of time. Uh, and then the amount of stupid juice they drank for Tanner Janot, which I think is a Who's not playing game move. one, by the way. Is he's he a healthy injured. scratch? He's oh, he's injured. Okay. Yep. Well, Five picks in a player. That. That's looking pretty good right now. Watch him score the game seven winning goal because my luck is that terrible. And I'm going to be wearing a Bruins jersey in two weeks because game seven is on a Monday because everything hates me right oh, now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, fun fact, game seven is on a Monday. Monday, May 1st. So, May if you guys aren't busy and want to hear me lose my mind, if anyone out there and just hates fact. my guts, come tune in May 1st. So, fun fact, uh, we will also both be here. Well, actually, I don't know. Are you going to be here the weekend of the 28th? 28th of Like, when April? finals roll around, yeah. 20th of April. When because is I am here till the end of uh, May. Yes, I if will be are, here. We will my run our finals last. Are, my finals uh, end on May 3rd. So we will yes, run our will last episode. On May 1st. May 1st. Last live episode if, on May 1st. Well, last live episode at, at until WDSR, August. At until WDSR. August. But, um... So should we, speed, should we speed run through these next couple of rounds when we get done with, uh... I guess the Toronto Tampa series since we're quick. rolling at nine fifty four right now. We are, yeah. Yeah. Let's run through it quickly. We don't uh, have to rush it too bad. Get into your anal- get into the rest of your analysis about Tampa and then we can oh, see yeah, how yeah. long it takes. But between that and then like watching even Vasilevsky, who is a glorified Hall of Famer, a you know, like perennial generational talent. Even he's looked a bit off this season. He's not the same standard that he is. And I I, I think it's also a case of blind ignorance in my case. I am willing to put a lot of faith. I can't. I'm actually saying this. I putting a lot of faith in the Leafs this year because of how how well they did things this season. They generally handled it like a season where they're going all in. This feels like it's all or nothing. Which and was the title of their 2021 uh, playoff documentary when they famously choked to the Habs, All or Nothing, on Amazon Prime. Was it really? Don't that? watch it. Yes, it w- it was that. Oh, yes. Don't, just don't watch it. Just don't. But I, watched I it highlight twice. all that because it's like you're putting everything on this. <clears throat> and I think the team, the players all know this. And you're playing against the Lightning team that is like, that just doesn't have the same standard of what they've had like all, the last five years prior. Not even close. They've lost. They they paid the cup tax brutally after this year. Falling oh, yeah. short. It, it usually what happens is you know everybody says all oh, the team that wins the cup pays brutally after. No 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 no. The team that loses the cup, they they pay brutally after. It normally is the team they that pay, loses. They the pay cup. the cup tax. They didn't win it. They didn't win the final. They didn't win the trophy. And they lose the amount of star. They lose some decent star power and a lot of depth. And this is what it's felt like this year. They lost a decent amount of talent. You can clearly tell with how they play, especially defensively. If you're running out of defense, that is the consistent of Victor Hedman, uh, Mikhail Sergachev, Ian Cole, Nicholas Perbix, Darren Radish, and Eric Cerniak, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced that's going to help you. Yeah. Especially because after those top two, like in Hedman and Sergachev, it drops off a cliff immensely. Yeah, it really does, and that's the case with like a lot of teams that ha- that have been like in that cup window for a while. It's just they have these really good teams, and then once they reach like their kind of like beginning of the end, where they're kind of drift off into like your first, second round exits, mm-hmm. they kind of have that drop off, like it happens. So, so I'm a firm believer of that. Oh man, you believe in the Leafs? <laughs> that that makes one of us at least. Even though what I'm gonna say next is wild, because even I don't believe in them, but I'm still gonna say it. Why? Because I'm a homer. That's why. <laughs> so, all right, what we're let's, gonna do let's for the last let's talk about our finals for the last three minutes, um, for like the next four series in the conference finals, just go rapid fire. So I'll yep. ask you on the series, uh, second round for your central division. So I have Kraken versus Wild. I have Wild taking it. All right. Uh, your Pacific Division. That is Edmonton versus Vegas. I have Edmonton taking it. Good pick. Uh, the Metro Division. 
Metro. Oh, I'm dumb. Uh, so I have I have the Devils taking it against the Islanders. All right, and the Atlantic. Sorry, sorry, Leafs. Uh, the Bruins are still your dad. <laughs> Smart man. All right, uh, conference finals, Western Conference finals. Ladies and gentlemen, the Oilers are going to make the same painful mistake again, and the Wild take it and go to the final. All right, Eastern Conference finals. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the stupid juice. Devils to the finals, baby. Wow. All right, My Stanley Cup, Cup finals. Ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota Wild, one of the most snake-bitten franchises ever, will finally end their pain in St. Louis Blues fashion in a hard-fought match against the Devils. Woo! It's How many seven. games do you think it's going to go? Seven. Seven? Easily. All right, all right. Dang, you got the you got the wild winning. That's... I'm going to regret that first round. Of, they're going to lose in game seven, Dude. one nothing, and I'm going to cry. Dude, <laughs> I was getting a lot of trash talk for, for my picks. I'm going to get flamed on Twitter. Wild? I'm going to get flamed on Twitter. I'm ready, I'm ready for it. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right, I guess it's time for me to rapid fire. So, like, you can do the same thing I did. Just ask me. Yes, sir. Let's uh, get let's start. Let's start with the let's start with the central. If my bracket wants to load, so here we go. All right, let's I start with the central. Colorado and Dallas. I got Dallas taking that one because Ottinger is a robot. Not a bad decision. Now we got the Pacific. I got Vegas and Edmonton. I got Edmonton winning because Connor McDavid is a god. Also, LOL Vegas. Um, yeah. Let's go Metro. Metro, I got the New York Rangers versus the New York Islanders. I got the Rangers taking that one. Interesting, interesting. All right. Uh, and then the East. Mm, say, it with my, say it with my chest. I have the Leafs beating the Bruins, and I know I'm going to get made fun of. <laughs> Leafs are beating the Bruins. That's so funny. All right, let's go to the Western Conference Final. Western Conference Finals, similar theme. Dallas over Edmonton. Jake Ottinger is an actual robot. Dallas in the final. All right, interesting. And then in the East, we got... We got Toronto and the New York Rangers, which is a dream matchup for me. Inject the Leafs beating the Rangers into my veins. Leafs in six. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, why don't we announce the finals for Jimmy? Finals. Dallas versus Toronto. The Canadian Cup drought is over. The Leafs Cup drought is over. Toronto is winning the 2023 Stanley Cup, in my humble opinion. My goodness. My God. So, yeah, uh, feel free to uh, not DM me on Twitter. Feel free to not DM me on any platform. Feel free, please. Yeah. Feel free on Pod Hockey Podcast to come and laugh at both of our brackets because I said in that I said in my tweet, uh, what what I say quickly? Place your bets on how wrong both our brackets are going to be. You all made brackets. Please go to Pond Hockey Pod at Twitter and po- send a picture of your brackets because we want to see because so we can equally laugh or feel your pain yeah. when things go wrong. Yeah, uh, I want to highlight two things quickly. Uh, the Bruins are still beating the Panthers d- uh, pretty deep into the third with about nine minutes left, three one. And Carolina did win; they won two one against the Islanders. All right, they take game one. So I think that series, like I said before, is going to be a long one. Um, I'm really looking forward to these playoffs, man. I think they're going to be some of the best ones in a long time. We got a lot of star power. There's still like a big. Uh, uh, there's still a big part of me like I wish we could see Ovi and Crosby in these playoffs just because of the sh- sheer amount of star power that would be in it. Can't have it every year. Um, just I think these playoffs are still going to be fun regardless. I really can't wait to cover them. Um, I know a lot of my sanity is going to go to that Tampa-Toronto series. Ladies and gentlemen, also don't forget the bet that we have oh, made I know. This on is... Twitter and in, and on the first episode. Go ahead and remind them the bet. So the bet, uh, we are going to read it off of the tweet itself. I love plugging. I love plugging. Yep. <laughs> Shameless plugs. This is how I am. In case you missed it, Jimmy made a bet with Nick that if the Maple Leafs lost in the first round again, that he would wear a Bruins jersey on the upcoming video edition of the podcast. So if it does happen on... It wouldn't be it wouldn't be May. So the sad part is I won't get to see you in person unless they lose in six, which <laughs> No, if they lost in seven you'd see it in person. Would I'm it? gonna bring it so if this series goes seven, I'll 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 make a deal I'll make a deal with you guys. Oh god. If this series goes seven, I will show up with the jersey and we're gonna keep an eye on the game for like however much longer it goes. So like normally it'll probably be like 
third period getting ready to start. Um, I'm going to have the game on on mute next to me. Um, if the Leafs end up winning the game, I'm not putting the jersey on. You're going to hear me cry like a child. <laughs> and it's only winning a round, by the way. It's not even winning a cup. This is winning a round. But if they lose, I'll swallow my pride. I'll put the Bruins jersey on. And I will be laughing the entire time. Exactly. But uh, I think that... Wraps is, it up. I think that wraps it up. So thank you everyone for tuning into the show. Um, just wanted to say big thank you to all of you for turn, tuning into the first show. The feedback, the kind words in the first show, genuinely means the means the world to us. So if you guys right. enjoy it, know someone who you think would enjoy it, spread our name around. We'd greatly appreciate it. Until then, hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. If your team is in the playoffs, good luck to all of you. Um, really hope that you your team makes a push. Um, we'll see you next week. Take care.